NBA Straya, how are you going? How are you going? I hope you're all right. Uh, this is NBA Straya. It's Tuesday, November 28, a.k.a. Hammer Day uh, for all those who celebrate, which includes me. <laughs> We're going to get to that later. I'm your host, James Clements. I'm the editor of a good website called CodeBet. Go check that out. You can also see my ugly mug on Fox Sports Lab NBA, CodeBet Daily, Fox Sports Lab NFL, all the good stuff. Here in Larry Armour Studios, hanging out, giving you the lowdown on all things NBA, including a little bit of Australia. That's what we do here. Tell you what, you know, a bit of chilling, not illing today. Foot's a little bit sore, but jeez. Otherwise, uh, what else? Today, LeBron copped the biggest loss of his entire career. The Sixers are back. Kyrie's an idiot. <laughs> And we're going to set up the in-season tournament chaos for the year tomorrow because it is going to be nuts. It's going to be fun. Uh, We'll cover all that in the NBA Australia game wraps. We've got That's Not a Knife, Old Mate, No Mate, Spud of the Night, Better Than Lonzo Ball, got some Yanaz, the unpopular opinion of the day, and our back takeouts where we're serving up a flank grill take. There's a Shane Hill Shooter Shoot Shoot Your Shot Line Em Up Award slash great moment in NBA Australia stat history because that is a... uh, an audio retelling of Hammer Day, which is always fun. I've done a couple of those before. They're very fun. Uh, and a huge set of game previews for tomorrow's final day of the group stage of the in-season tournament. Pick and preview each of those. That'll be fun. And that'll be it because I've got to run off to a uh, family dinner. And when I say run, I mean hobble. A better block. See how I go. All right, let's get into it. Episode 993 of NBA Street. What were you doing in 1993? Jeez. I still remember being, like, stoked that I knew that, like, Jurassic Park was coming out. (laughs) Ah, love it. Anyway, good times. Let's get into it. Let's go. This is Joe Ingalls, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack. Ah, you better. Or you better watch out for just like the insane attacks of NBA Twitter. So not only are we dealing with the Josh Giddy stuff, uh, but somehow Malika Andrews is getting dragged into this for not covering it the same way that she covered Brandon Miller. It's like, so she's racist? And I'm like, God fucking damn it, man. Can we just not just do this? Time and time again. Like, they brought it up on NBA Today. Like, what more can they actually say beyond, like, there's allegations without, like, getting fucking sued? Uh, Because there's no fucking evidence or anything that's sort of out there. So it's a bit weird, a bit wobbly. Uh, But speaking of which, let's get into today's show, the way we start every show here at NBA Show with the Daily. Uh, Before we hit the giddy stuff... Lamello, we talked about his injury, his ankle injury. He's listed as doubtful. It looks like the x-ray came back okay. They've still got to do an MRI and stuff. But uh, as long as he's, like, hopefully not done something pretty chaotic to that ankle, then hopefully he's in the clear. Right, Josh Giddy's stuff. Uh, there was a piece that popped off across, I don't know, the news networks of the world uh, based on some code sports gear. Hey, Jim, is that who you work for? Actually, kind of, yeah. Slightly different department because I'm obviously code bet, but still. Um, It's all about being, as I've uh, dubbed him, the Wheat Bix Kid. That's right. Giddy has been removed from the social media accounts and gear, according to code. Pretty interesting as these uh, things are being hashed out and figured out. And... uh, A spokesperson said, we're obviously aware of the news surrounding Josh Giddey are waiting for the facts to be confirmed. We're in contact with Josh's management team and waiting on further detail at this point. Uh, Yeah. The biggest news to come out of this is that he had a $40 million sponsorship deal with Wheat Bix. (laughs) $40 Jesus. That seems like a lot. I want to run those numbers. I love it, but jeez. Anyway. Um, other little bits of news. Uh, yeah, and look, to be honest, like the giddy stuff, look, until we have any fucking evidence, anything else, I'm still just 
reserving judgment, whatever. My vibe, and I think I mentioned this, is that we might get a uh, sweep, 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 rug, rug, rug from the NBA of uh, uh, we found no evidence of ba ba da ba da ba da ba da We'll see what happens. Come on, Adam Silver. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, uh, other news, LeBron James has now spent more time on an NBA court than any other player ever now. It's pretty cool, isn't it? I uh, scooched past Kareem today with, uh, I think it's like over 54,000 regular season minutes and 11,500 playoff minutes. So that's pretty big. Like, this is one of those things where if MJ hadn't won, you know, the couple of uh, three-peats, like the GOAT conversation gets pretty interesting. But the two three-peats are MJ. MJ's incredible. The greatest basketball player I've ever, uh, you know, witnessed. Not in person, unfortunately. Uh, but just being able to be the dude for a generation is massive. And, like, that's what LeBron has done for a couple of generations, basically, at this point. The dude got drafted in 2003. <laughs> that's just absolutely bonkers. And he's been playing for a very long time. It's very cool. So good on him. Uh, the players of the week were announced. And uh tell you what, seemed a bit weird. It's like, oh, we'll give it to Devin Booker for the West and Paolo Bancaro. And you're like, all right, hang on. Tyrese Halliburton averaged 32 points and 14 assists. Paolo was like a very, very good 23 and a half, 5 and a half and 5. But you're taking the piss at this point, aren't you? Tyrese was robbed. Uh, Devin Booker averaged 35 and 8 basically. Uh, I also found that kind of weird. I'm like, yeah, KD, basically, is, are we just giving it to Booker because he hit a sick game-winning three at MSG? Because KD's carrying that team. KD didn't play in that last game at least, so Booker's got a couple of, you know, a couple of minutes over him, but still. Right. Uh, should we do the in-season tournament update? Because, or should we save that for towards the end of the uh End of the one because of the weird sort of funkiness. I think we'll save it for the end to take you and walk you through it all because it, it is chaotic tomorrow. Uh, and so like every team basically has its own... Every team in every game basically have its own weird set of uh, scenarios as to who gets through and all that sort of gear. So it's going to be pretty weird and it's a bit tricky just to sort of like, I don't know, figure out how it's all working. Um because I think, what, we've only got two teams that have clinched their groups, right? It's like the Pacers of Group A and the Lakers of Group A in the West. So, uh, yeah, we'll talk about that as we go through those games later then. Uh, but today, we had five games. Weird games, too, uh, for Tuesday. We had Portland versus Indy. That's right, the same Indiana Pacers who have been blowing teams off the floor managed a measly 110 points to Portland's 114. If you think that's a bit strange, yeah, you should have also watched it. It was weird. Jeremy, Jeremiah, Grant was just out there causing absolute havoc. And it's also the one thing that the Pacers really sort of tend to struggle with is like that bigger swing forward dude. Uh, Jalen Smith being injured doesn't help that. But yeah, like this is a team that put up 136 against the Pistons, 131 against the Raptors, and 157 in his last three games. Managed 110 against the Blazers at home. It's pretty weird, bro. Pretty, pretty, pretty weird. But anyway, um, strange one because, look, they sort of just... Indy felt like they'd sort of solidified this in the third quarter after being outscored in the second and being down to the half. But, you know, we're right there, and then... Portland just kept their arms length just down the stretch and the Pacers couldn't do anything. This is the problem when you don't play defense. You lose shit weird games. So there you go. It also didn't help that Tyrese Halliburton didn't have much help. He shot the piss out of it again. 11 to 17 shooting, 33 and 9 for him. But that was about it. It was like 11s for Benny Matherin, Miles Turner and Brucey Brown. But Buddy Heald couldn't hit the side of a fucking ban. And between he, Bruce Brown, and Ain't No Stopping, OB Toppin, they went 3 of 15 from downtown. Those three guys. If you add in Miles Turner, he's 0 of 3. Oh, I'm no math magician, but that probably makes it 3 of 18, doesn't it, Jim? Yes! What is that? It's bad! So, yeah. 
Not a great game. But the craziest part was they went 8 of 33 from downtown, the Pacers, as a team. 8 of 33. The Blazers went 9. Oh, that's more than 8, Jim. Yeah, but only on 18 tries. That was chaotic. That's nuts. I love it. Great win by Portland. And it like sort of came with their dudes. Like, Scoot wasn't that bad. He was like, you know, off the bench again. Uh, behind Brogdon. He had 13, but he had the four turnovers, whatever. You get that on the big jobs. But it was their vets, the Blazers. Like 12-18 shooting for Jeremy, Jeremiah, Grant. He had 34-7-3. 22-13 for Domin Ayton. And Malcolm Brogdon had 24-7. Like even Shaden Sharp stunk, but God damn, they beat the piss out of those guys. So do what this uh, great Barry Reith, he had four points. Good to see him crush it. Matty T had a tough turnover late, but uh, otherwise, good win. Weird win for the Blazers. They're now 5-12. and 12. The Pacers dropped to 9-7. and seven. That is a tough loss. I'll tell you that much. I will tell you that much. Uh, right, next game we heard the Los Angeles Lakers. The Lakers stink! They really did today, and they gave LeBron James his worst ever loss. For a dude who's played the most minutes in the NBA ever, that was literally his worst loss today. That's a hell of a combo. 138-94, Philly cooked the shit out of him. 30-point triple-double for Embiid. Good battle between he and AD early. They're going back and forth, back and forth, but then AD just sort of went, nah, I've had enough of this. Ends up with 17-11, shoots 7-14, 18-0-5 for LeBron. D'Lo throws in a very handy 12-7. Thanks for nothing, D'Angelo. Austin Reeves. 12 points on 10 shots, three turnovers. Just, they were a mess, the Lakers. Christian Wood was just, ugh, absolutely horrible. He had 6 and 7. He shot 0 of 5 from downtown. Max Christie goes 0 of 3 from 3. One of these ones where you go, ah, oh, right, yeah, with, with a, without like, you know, Rui Hachimura and a couple of their other dudes, they're not that deep. It's like a lot of Wood, Hayes, Reeves, and jeesh. So, yeah, a bit of a rough one for the Lakers. Whereas the Sixers, they got 31-8 and eight from Maxi. He hit five threes. He had Embiid with the 30-11-11, which is just stupid. But really, it came down to Mook Morris uh, going ham from three. He went four or five from downtown. He had 16 points early on as well. They just stuck the boot in, and they never looked back. It was nuts. Uh, and Pat Bev hit four threes as well. As a team, the Sixers went 22-46 of 46 from three. 22 of 46. The Lakers went 7 of 28. Again, I'm no math scientist, but if you hit three times the amount of threes as the other team, you're probably going to win. That's what happened. They also only had five turnovers, the Sixers, and the Lakers had 17. This was a horror show for the Lakers. It was a cry for help, especially after it came out that uh, Paul Reed was like dunking on Anthony Davis. God, yeah, look, we know that he flops a lot, so I've just got to be really careful. It's like... I oh, said the quiet bit out loud, but I love it. What an ass kicking. This was hilarious. Great job, Philly. They're back. 138-94. That moves them to 12-5 and five and the Lakers. The Lakers stink! Back to 10-8. and eight. Uh, Washington played Detroit in a battle of 2-14 and 14 teams. That's right. They were both 2-14. and 14. It was gross. 32-12-8 for Coos. 10 for Pooh. He was horrible anyway. Danny Avdijar with the 16-6-5, but this Detroit team just... It's pretty dire when you like get the food giveaway at the game just because your team got 100 points. This is the NBA in 2023. Your team should get 100 points for rolling out of bed. Washington, they're now 3-14 after this embarrassing win. <laughs> and Detroit at 2-15 and, and a basket case. Monty Williams is going to be like, look, I'm getting paid. Do you reckon he like quietly quit a while ago? He's like, eh, look, eh, just fucking going through the paces. He's got like four more years in his contract. Chaos. Uh, the Pelicans came up short against Utah, which is a bit of a shock. Uh, why is that, Jim? Oh, it's because if you look at Utah starting lineup, they're not very good, <laughs> basically. Seriously, this is like a, a Pelicans team that I was talking about the other day. They're going to, they're working. Actually, that's another bit of news. CJ McCollum is on his way back. Uh, they're look, you know, working towards putting a target out there. But this is a starting lineup. They've still got Dyson, Daniels, Herb Jones, and then Brandon Spindles Ingram, the big rig Zion, and my name is Jonas Valanciunas. 
Hawkins and Najee Marshall off the bench doing things. They had 27 points between them. Larry Nance, Grand Theft Alvarado, and they could not stop a Utah Jazz lineup that started. Keontae George, Omer Yurtseven, Simone Fontecchio, Jordan Jeremy Clarkson, and John Collins. That's a tall cocktail. So, not great <laughs> if you're the pals. Like, it was weird. Yes, the Jazz hit 17 to 48 from downtown. Again, if you're going to more than double up the other team's uh, amount of threes that they've made, 17 to 7 of 22 for the uh, Pels, you're going okay. And this is the big problem with Dyson Daniels. He went 1 of 6 in this one, 0 of 4 from downtown. Brutal gear. But it's also the sort of game we go, hey, Brandon Ingram, 25, 4, and 5. Can he hit a couple of threes, bud? He goes 0 of 2. Zion actually hit one today on his way to 26 and 7, but geez. Needed two big forwards just to hit a couple of threes to get things, just grease the skids a little bit, buddy. What are you doing? Because Hawkins and Marshall can shoot the piss out of it, but geez, they just need a little bit of support. Uh, the Yaz, they had seven players in double figures. 19 for Conte George. He was unreal. He's going to pop up again later. Jordan Jeremy Clarkson had 10 assists. Very nice, but he had 16 points on 16 shots. Four of 16 he shot. It was crazy. Uh, 14 for Simone Fonteccio. You had the 14 for Walker Kessler. He's back looking very good again. 14 and 8 with two blocks and three assists. 11 for Colin, the sex man Sexton. Okja Obagi had 12. 12 also for Collins. They just sort of spread the love, hit their threes. Like, basically, apart from THG, he's dynamite. He had 5, 3, and 7. Couldn't shoot to save his fucking life as per usual. But otherwise, it's a big win for the Jazz, and they needed it. They're 6 and 11 now. The Pelicans 9 and 9. That is a tough loss for a Pelicans team. Uh, that has now just dropped two really brutal games in Utah, back-to-back, after the 105-100 game the other day and today. That is, yeah, it's not great. What are you doing, pals? Wake up. Especially after all the uh, props we're giving them the weekend. Hish, tell you what. And then the most hilarious of results today, outside of the Lakers losing by 44. Uh it was, I'll tell you what, Denver, without Jam Jamal Murray, Aaron Air Gordon, or MVP, Nikola Jokic, hello, managed to beat the full-strength LA Clippers, 113-104, because of some revenge for Reggie Jackson. It was hilarious. This game was off its fucking head. You might look at that and go, well, geez, Jim. Michael Porter Jr. must have had a good game. No! He was horrible. Oh, well, Contavious Caldwell Pope must have hit a million threes. No! He was horrible. The two of them went 6 of 27 combined. And the Nuggets still won. That is crazy. That's right. A team starting DeAndre Jordan in the year of our Lord 2023 won a game against the Los Angeles Clippers of Los Angeles, California, starting Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, James Harden, Avicii Zubach and Trey Mann. Like, and bringing off Russell Westbrook and Norm Powell from the bench. That is hilarious. And the Clippers have had a lot of low points in their uh, not-so-storied career. This has got to be right up there. Like, we know that the Nuggets have the wood over the Clippers where they've won, like, 11 of the last 12. But this is just egregious. Like, it wasn't even, though, that they hit a piss-ton of, like, threes or free throws. They, in fact... Only just went fifteen, like just over 50% on their free throws. 15 of 28. Because they hacked a Jordan at one point. He went 5 of 11 overall. Like the Clippers got to the line more. They only went 6 of 20 from downtown, however. Uh, 10 of 22 for the Nugs. They just outplayed them. And Reggie Jackson was unfucking stoppable It was incredible. He outplayed Kawhi. <laughs> Clippers are a basket case. This is incredible gear. 23 and 14 for Zoobs, 31 and 8 for Kawhi, and then absolute crickets. 14, 11 and 3 for Rusty. Not bad, not bad. Thanks for showing up, Russell. James Harden. Hey, man, I'm the system. Does the system get you 11, 2 and 4 and play like dog shit, not hit a shot outside of a three point? Like, he seriously went 3 of 5 from 3. They're the only shots he hit. Paul George. He was complete completely off. It's like, yeah, hey, Jim, did you bet on me today? Yes. He's like, all right, fuck you. Two of 13. 
That's per- that's a personal attack. Six, eight, and four he had. He's going to pop up again in a second. Meanwhile, Reggie Jackson was a plus 25 in 40 minutes. 35, 5, and 13. He goes 15 and 19 from the floor. DeAndre Jordan goes 21, 13, and 5. That is incredible. And they win in LA. Just an absolute kick in the nuts for the Clippers. Like, they were just like, cool, no Joker, no Jamal, no Gordon, we're winning. Nope. You were wrong. This is horrible. There's no other way to put it. This is horrible. There's no other way to put it. It seriously isn't. It's hilarious. I just don't know how much more of this. Uh, Steve Ballmer's just got to be all like, I don't know how much more of this I can take. He's going to have, like, just, I don't know, them all fired into the sun or something. Incredible gear. An amazing win by the Nuggets. Reggie Jackson was just off his head, and it was incredible to watch. So... Big win there, 12 and 6. Now the Nugs. The Clippers dropped to 7 and 9. Let's do an improved NBA Australia approved performance of the night. <laughs> That's not a night. That's a night. I mean, Joel Embiid out dueling Anthony Davis is pretty good. 30, 11, and 11 for the big man, the reigning MVP. That's great. But it pales in comparison to Reggie Jackson's revenge. 35 points, 5 rebounds. 13 assists, two steals, only two turnovers. Shoots 15 of 19 from the floor, three of four from downtown against his old team. This is an NBA champion that we're talking about, Reggie Jack, Reggie Jackson, up against his old team. And DeAndre Jordan gave him the old what for as well, the old one-two cost to zoo. 21, 13, and five in 2023 for DeAndre Jordan. That is the funniest stat line of the season. DeAndre Jordan, up until this point, had played in two games. (laughs) He played against the Spurs yesterday. He had six and six in 12 minutes. And he played against the Bulls back at the start of November. And that is it. He comes out of retirement, basically, (laughs) to torch the Clippers. This is the thing. The Clippers are that bad. If you can't contain a Reggie Jackson and DeAndre Jordan pick and roll... I think you might be a bit shit. That's fucked. You're cooked, mate. The Clippers suck, and it couldn't happen to a funnier franchise. You just got Reggie Jackson. I love it. All right. How about Spud of the Night? Spud, 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 Spot of the night. I mentioned our poor Dyson Daniels. It was a bit of a rough one, I'll tell you, for uh, Dyson the vacuum today. Uh, he did go 1 of 6 and 0 of 4 from downtown. Uh, but really, you got the 4 of 16 shooting from Jordan Jeremy Clarkson. Yeah, not great, obviously. Uh, you had Buddy Heald's 3 of 10. Pretty brutal. Yeah, we all get that on the big jobs, though, sometimes. And then you got like a bunch of the Lakers who just. Decided to not, you know, really do much today. But none of them were particularly egregious either. Uh, Tobias Harris somehow went 3-12, and it did not matter because they just kicked the shit out of him. So this one is easily going to go to Paul George for going playoff P, going 2 of 13 against the, uh, against the Nuggets. That is absolute chaos, especially when... 3 of 13 is Michael Porter Jr. And 3 of 14 goes the notorious KCP, Contavious Coldwell Pope. Paul George, playoff P, being that bad in this game is just the funniest outcome possible. Like, Kawhi plays his ass off. He's going to be like, oh, I'm going to hate this Paul George guy. This Paul George guy sucks. <laughs> 6, 8, and 4. 2 of 13 shooting. Absolutely horror show gear. But... The really good news today is we got another double up. That's right. The Pistons were horrible today. We understand that. Jim, they lost by a lot. They lost by 19 to the Wizards. That's not a sentence you can say often this year. Trust me. But I would like to thank Big Beef Stew, Isaiah Stewart, and Isaiah Livers. What are they going to do? What are they going to do? They went and shot... Chill. 
both shot three eleven. That is absolutely gnarly. I love a good double up. Doesn't happen. We almost had a triple up. Marcus Sasser went three of ten. We would have had three three elevens, but we didn't. All right, who's old mate? No mates. Old mate, 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 no mates. Who's got no mates today? Shingoon uh, in OKC now said uh, on the Playoff P podcast that he wasn't. Uh, he was like, "Yes, man, I'm stoked that I actually got traded to uh, Houston during that draft and not OKC because he's like, oh, I heard that Oklahoma City was boring. It's like you're Elper and Shingoon, just fucking pump the brakes there, buddy. But also, yeah." Okay, see, that is a, uh, compared to Seattle, like, what are we doing here? But old mate, no mates today, he's got to go to Anthony Davis. Getting called out by basketball, Paul, Paul Reed. Uh, yeah, this motherfucker flops a lot, so I've got to be really careful. And then, like, Darvin Ham and co being like, yeah, yeah, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, geez, you'd hate to see Anthony Davis dominate today. And then AD coming out and throwing up a lazy 17 and 11 and sort of just going MIA in a game that the Lakers... <laughs> completely smooshed. Uh, that is an old mate, no mates moment where if you're getting called out by Paul Reed, yeah, you best to believe he's your fucking mate. Like, and the best part is LeBron comes out after this, like, what has to change? A lot. It's like, oh, geez. Start packing your bags now, D Lo. You too, maybe Anthony Davis. <laughs> like, he is who he is now, right? Anthony Davis, you keep waiting for the. Oh, man, remember when he dominated and had like 40 and 15 every game against the Blazers in the playoffs? He's like, yeah, when he was on the Pelicans and the Blazers were not that great and he absolutely dominated them. He hasn't done it since. Injuries catch up to you. Anthony Davis is who he is. He's not going to be that dude. It's hilarious. Thing is, he might not need to be. But goddamn, if you're getting absolutely punked by Paul Reed, he's your fucking mate. Pantsing of the day. Dyson Daniels, yeah, he got uh, absolutely yammed on by Keontae George. I tell you that much. That was a, uh, yeah, it was a brutal one. It was pretty bad, I tell you. Uh, but my favourite pantsing of the day is easily going to be Jordan Poole because he is the gift that keeps on giving. Against the Pistons, he's like, oh, I shook, like, was it Kay Cunningham out of his boots? And then he tries to do this weird little up and under, like, hilarious little, uh, I don't know, up and under shot. And gets absolutely, like, it's like he forgot that he was still being guarded and he threw it up and Orsar Thompson just can't, like comes over and just, like, slaps the shit out of it into the crowd. You're like, Jordan Poole, what are you doing? <laughs> like, I, I'm watching, I'm like, I just could not stop laughing. I'm watching the replay, just losing my shit. It was fucking hilarious. So, yeah, enjoyed that immensely. All right. Uh, what do we do after Pants in the Night? We do a bit of... <coughs> Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you don't get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros, now I can be average. You're coming for everybody. I mentioned Keontae George, uh, better than Lonzo Ball. He was rad. God, he was good in this game. 19 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists, and 2 steals. He shot 6 of 14, 3 of 8 from 3. He is exactly what that Jazz team will need. They just sort of need like that one extra, like, Dude, young dude who could pop, and it might be Contact George. He is absolutely gnarly. And today was better than Lonzo Ball. All right, do we have a magic tweet of the day? Yes, we do. Thank you, Magic. You're the gift that keeps on giving. Because Irvin Magic Johnson today tweeted out, I'm so excited my team, LA Football Club, is advancing to the MLS Conference Finals after beating Seattle 1-0! Exclamation mark. What do we say? Thanks, Magic. <laughs> now I know that LAFC are advancing to the MLS conference finals. Spot the lie. Spot the lie. All right, let's do some Yenars right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey, guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. you're listening to NBA Australia. you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, let's do some ENRs. Brought to you by the NBA Australia shop. Get your merch. Get your merch, get your merch. Wear it. Get your merch, get your merch. 
Get your merch. Get your merch. Yeah, listen to the men. Uh, get your merch. Get a hoodie. Get a t-shirt. Whatever you need. Stubby holders will be back in stock ASAMP. Uh, also, drop us a note if you want a coffee mug. Because they should be up here too. Which would be good. It'll take me a little bit to get them on the uh, shop. But still, uh, i got to pay for my dog insulin somehow. That reminds me. I've got to call the fucking vet. <laughs> Jeez, I forgot to do that earlier. Anyway, let's do some yenars. Also, go buy something. NBAstro.com slash shop. Or just click through on the socials. Away you go. Hey, uh, when LeBron says uh, what has to change a lot, are the Lakers going to do something weird? Yeah, nah. Yeah, but they will have to wait till December 15th. You know? That's the problem with the uh, the weird way. It's like, oh, you got to you sign a contract, but you can't trade it aboard until December 15th, man. It's like, I get the understanding, like, so you don't sign a contract, then piss off your traded. Uh, we needed to sign you this fake contract. The uh, Keith Van Horn rule. Go look that up. But should they do something weird? Yeah, nah. I was disheartened by this loss, if I'm a Lakers fan today, because they got spanked, absolutely spanked by the Sixers. But you brought in an absolute crap ton of dudes in the offseason. They've barely played. It feels like everyone's sort of had like one injury here or there. But they really probably still should try to upgrade a bunch of that stuff for something a little bit better, right? Like whether it be Zachy Cakes, Adam Levine, DeMar Rosen, anybody else, Gordon Hayward, maybe just something, just to give them a give them a little bit more class, just a hint more firepower. I think that's what they kind of need. Because if like Rui's not out there, and Rui just tends to be sort of uh, up and down anyway, Austin Reeves isn't the guy. He's very handy as a piece, but jeez. Bit of a worry. Uh, is Kyrie still a giant fuckhead? Yeah, nah, yeah. I mentioned this earlier, right? Kyrie's still a moron. I love it. He's like, I don't look back on that aspect of my career disappointed. I just think it's like kind of one of those, the time that got away, the girl that got away, it'll hurt you for the rest of your life. Like, you got a great, bad wife, kids, all that, and you're like, still like, yeah. I don't second guess it. I don't want to get into trouble with my wife at all. I'm not thinking of nobody else, baby. <laughs> Good one, Kyrie, Joker. Uh, it just feels like that FOMO. You missed out on something great. It's unfortunate that me, James, and KD are part of NBA history of what-ifs. Why do you think that is, Kyrie, you idiot? <laughs> We're all trying to find the guy who did this. <laughs> that is amazing. Seriously. Oh, man, it's just, it's so weird that, like, that goes down as a what if. Yeah, because you kept fucking it up, you moron. Jesus. Seriously. Absolutely amazing, Gib. What a delusional fuckwit. Uh, unpopular opinion of the day. Now, look at me, please. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. I think the weird thing about that Lakers game today is, like, this might be unpopular, but I still kind of feel like, that is just a bad result. And if you've got Prince, you've got Reeves, you've got Rui, you've got some of your Gabe Vincent, Reddish, Vanderbilt. Like they are missing quite literally right now, Reddish, Vanderbilt, Vincent, and Rui, all to injuries, right? Like it's four pretty important rotation players. I still don't mind them. Like it's just injuries stink. We get it. But God damn, man. So as much as I sort of say, yeah, go get Levine, I feel like we learned our lesson last year with the Nugs, right? Like depth is really, really useful. And if you've got like sort of eight solid dudes, you can really have a crack at the title. Anyway, speaking of which, it sort of leads us a little bit into uh, our back take house. It's Tuesday at our back, and you know what that means? Oh, yeah, I found like a Karawong. Just sort of dead by the side of the house. So I ripped off its wings, chucked, chucked him in the air fryer just out the back. Boom! Carawan wings. Only at Outback. Bit crispy, but they're bloody good. Go great as a flame grilled take. And today's flame grilled take is... The Pistons and the Wizards playing today are, a perf- today are a perfect example of why we need expansion and relegation in the NBA. That's right. 
We need to expand so we can spread out a little bit more of the talent. But also, relegation. Let's build up the G League. And each, if we add two more teams, each year, two to three or four teams get booted back down to the G League. Let's get this as a two-tier system. Let's get it happening ASAMP only at Outback. To be honest, I just don't want the Wizards and Pistons to be rewarded for being that shit. Because they're horrible. God damn, that was gouge your eyes out bad today. All right, quick break. Back with Australian Player Watch right after this. This is Shane Hill, and you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, Australian Player Watch. I already mentioned Dyson Daniels having a bit of a Barry Crocker shocker. Uh, 24 minutes against the Yaz. 1 of 6 from the floor, 0 of 4 from downtown. He had the two points, uh, three rebounds, four assists, and only one turnover, though. He was a minus six. A bit of a tough one. I'll tell you that much. A tough one. Uh, and then, of course, we had the Grim Reetha, a.k.a. Duop. Mm, Duop. Bop, bop, Duop. The Great Barrier Reef himself. Ten minutes for the Blazers today. One of one from the floor. It was a three. And he went one of two at the line. So he ends up with four points, two rebounds, one assist, one turnover, one foul, a plus one. That's a crucial plus one in a game that you win by four in his 10 minutes. Uh, Aussie Matty T played 29 minutes. Old Matisse Tybal. He had zero points, but was a plus 10. That's pretty bloody good for 29 minutes in a game that you win by four. Uh, he had one block, one steal, one assist, one rebound. <laughs> two turnovers. The behind-the-back pass turnover was a bit of a... Jeez, I'll tell you, you want that one back. Uh, but otherwise, that were, they were the only Aussies in action today. So, uh, got a few in action tomorrow, though, because we've got a, a couple of interesting games. Obviously, you've got Rock'em, Sock'em, Block'em, Jock'em, Landau going up against his mates, Greeny and Exum tomorrow as well. Uh, Giddy going up against Minnesota. No Orlando, though, so Jingles gets a little bit of term off. Maybe we'll see Patty up against Cleveland. Who knows? There's a lot going on. But, without further ado... Let's take our big lap for Hammer Day. He threw it down. Are you healed? Are you healed? Praise the Lord, I'm healed. Praise the Lord, for I'm healed. It is the Shane Heal. Shoot a shoot. Shoot your shot. Light him up award. Great moments in NBA Straya stat history. That's right. It is a combination of great moments in NBA Australia stat history and the Shane Hill shooter shoot, shoot your shot, light him up, Ward, because this is the Hammer Day breakdown. That's right. It was November 27 in the USA back in 1996, 19 so it would have been today, our time. That is just a measly, what is that, 27 years ago? Jesus, we're old. Anyway, uh, Hammer, let's do it. NBA Australia, never forget. Hammer Day. That's right. It's Shane Hill's career night versus the Seattle Supersonics. November 27, 1996. That's right. Every November 28, all around this wide brown land of ours, we love calling Straya. There's not a dry eye or an unbent elbow as an entire proud nation celebrates and tips back a few tins in honor of Hammer Day. Yep, Hammer Day. That's a non-stop celebration of dead set Aussie ledge, the blonde bombshell, the Sydney smasher, the Geelong gully nasher, the Brisbane ball slinger, the Yarra Junction yahoo, the Charles Barkley chin musician himself, Shane the Hammer Heel. It's because on this day, 27 years ago, Shane put on his tidy whities, no doubt straining to cover a hog that's still talked about in hushed tones around Geelong, Brisbane and Sydney. And he worked over my beloved Seattle Supersonics, like me on a bunch of icy cold tins for Friday froths. Because in only his ninth ever NBA game, Hammer came off the bench for his Minnesota Timberwolves on a cold November night and proved why when people ask, what would happen if you combine Ray Allen, Reggie Miller, Pistol Pete Maravich, Steph Curry, and a vat of peroxide? And the answer would always be, bloody Shane Hammer heel. That's right. Shane the Hammer heel, you dickhead. That's the answer. Because in the fourth quarter of that game alone, Hammer chucked in a whopping... 15 points, all on threes against bloody Gary the Glove Payton and Hersey Hawkins. Hammer was more on fire than that time at a party outside of Ballarat than my mate Matt chucked some petrol in a bonfire 
and it went back up the jerry can and bloody exploded and set Matt's pants on fire. That literally happened. And legend has it that as his fifth three sailed in over the top of an increasingly confused Hersey Hawkins, 15 women in attendance instantly fell pregnant. That's right. They're still known as the, in Minnesota as the Hammer 15, and they've all gone to be in both the NBA and the WNBA. Of course, Hammers 15 is not to be confused with the Kemp 17, most of whom are still waiting for a call from their dad. And in proof that the anti-Australian bias in the NBA was real and has a long and storied history, those flogs in charge of Minnesota at the time, Flip Saunders, looked at Hammer, looked at his 15 points on 5 and 9 shooting. Again, that's all from 3. Again, in only bloody 12 minutes. And then decided to pin the poor bugger right back to the bench next to Stjoko Vrankovic and Cherokee Parks the very next game. And he never reached such lofty NBA heights again. That was his highest scoring game for his NBA career. Mate, that's more rooted than 1987 Warwick Kappa. Anyway, now when people ask, wow, how much did Steph Curry change the game? You can set him straight and say, mate, piss off that little dork. He was just following the footsteps of the one, the only, Shane the Hammer Heel. And that's why the US might have Thanksgiving and we celebrate and give thanks to the bloke who tried to punch on with Charles Barkley despite being a foot shorter than him with Hammer Day. On your hammer. And there you go. Are you healed? I said, are you healed? <laughs> Praise the Lord. I'm healed. I love it. All right. That's right. Hammer day. What a day it was against my beloved Sonics. Bring him back. All right. Let's do a Patty Mills game day. Ball game day Twitter check-in. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Now, I've got to hope that uh, something else has popped off. I've got to assume that something has. Uh... What do we got? Let's see what Nancy's up to. Oh, Under Armour AU. Nice one. Doing something with Rebel Sports. Oh, the rooftop court launch at Rebel Emporium. How come I didn't get an invite? Not the piss. Anyway. Uh, let's see. If, I just wouldn't mind seeing a Patty just anything pop up. I just want to see that he's happy. <laughs> you know? That's all I ask. Happy Patty. Anyway. Uh, nothing there. Uh, let's do some game previews and picks, though, shall we? Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, Inadvertent Bane. Not a problem, Jim. How's it all going? Yeah, look, the foot's still a bit fucked, but it's getting better. The broken finger's still broken. Uh, but at least the Coco's uh, subsided and pissed off, so... It's all good. Um, let's get into it. Previews for tomorrow. Chicago at Boston. Now, if let's bring up this in-season tournament... Kaduva for these games as well. This is a 13 and a half point line, which is pretty chaos if you ask me. Because uh, Boston, you know, missing out on the Zinger meal and uh, gear like that. But we have a couple of games that obviously have pretty big ramifications for the in season tournament. This isn't exactly one of them because the Bulls have been eliminated, but Boston can clinch Group C if they win and uh, Brooklyn win. And Boston then wins the tiebreaker over Orlando and Brooklyn. They can also land in a wild card anyway if they win uh, with a Brooklyn loss, a Knicks loss, a Miami loss, a Cleveland loss, or Boston win, finish second in the group, win the tiebreaker over any other second-place team from any other group with a 3-1 record, or a Cleveland loss, a Knicks loss, a Miami loss, a Brooklyn loss, and Boston wins the tiebreaker against any other second-place teams from the group. So Boston basically need to win and uh, win big to give themselves a bit of a chance. I like Chicago just to stick with them a little bit. I'm going to take Chicago plus 13 and a half. We'll see how we go there. Brooklyn hosting Toronto. This is a flip side one where Brooklyn, they can clinch Group C uh, if they win and Boston lose, which would be pretty interesting. Or they win and they still win the tiebreaker over Boston and Orlando. That's because down there in Group B, you've got Sorry, Group C. You have the Celtics and the Nets on two and one, and the Magic are already on three and one. Uh, so that it's basically you got to win, tie the Magic, and then hope you've got a better four, you know, points for against and all that sort of stuff. So interesting stuff. I'm going to take Brooklyn, obviously, in that case. Uh, minus two and a half. I think they'll come out throw absolutely everything in this game because I don't think Brooklyn are going to do much else, but they have a very good chance to beat Toronto. Uh, who have been eliminated already. So there you go. Atlanta, Cleveland. That's right, Cleveland. Uh, weird setup for this one too because, look, the Cavs, 
they're sort of sitting there, both these two teams already, Atlanta and Cleveland. Uh, the Cavs are two and one. The Hawks are one and two. The Hawks only have a shot at a wild card, obviously, at that point, and they would have to win. So <laughs> if they did that, uh, I think it's they would get a wild card if New York lost, Miami lost, Boston lost, and Brooklyn lost. So it's going to be a bit of a tough one. Cleveland, though, if they win, New York lose, Miami lose, Boston lose, Brooklyn lose, then they can get up there. I think they're going to have a tough one with the uh, other ones. But if they get to 3-1, they could still get a wild card. So... I'm going to take Cleveland minus four and a half against Atlanta. I just trust Cleveland's defense, especially at home against this Hawks team. The one thing that would give me pause is the Hawks backcourt up against the Cleveland backcourt, but that sort of feels like almost an offensive sort of uh, uh, cancel each other out. And then you've got the front court of Cleveland, which I trust a little bit more than Atlanta. So give me Cleveland minus four and a half. Millie Walker, it's our gonk for the good land. Might be tomorrow if they beat Miami in Miami. Uh, Milwaukee... Clinches Group B if they win. Uh, simple as that. Also, if uh, the Knicks win, Milwaukee win the tiebreaker of the Knicks and Miami as well. Miami will get Group B if they win and the Knicks lose, or they win and they win the tiebreaker over Milwaukee and New York. So there's a couple of weird sort of funky extra little bits there for them, but Miami can also win the wild card too. So, yeah. Milwaukee and Miami both looking to win this one. It is a fascinating setup because who do these guys... Yeah, that's right. They played a, a pretty big game. Or f- five in the playoffs. The Bucks are 3-0, though, so they are obviously in the driver's seat. If they win this, they're in. Simple. Uh, the Heat are 2-1, so they have to win and then hope that the Knicks don't win and all this sort of stuff to get a wild card. But this, for me, is really the Dane Lillard sweepstakes game, isn't it? This is the team that Dane was going to go to. We've got a healthy Giannis, though, up against Miami. I just trust the Bucks a little bit. They're minus three and a half on the road in Miami. Miami are one and four against the spread at home this season. I like the Bucks a little bit. I'm taking the Bucks minus three and a half. I think we'll see Giannis go off. I think we'll see Dame have a really good game against the team that wanted him so much. He's just going to do the old, look what you could have had. I'm just saying, now I'm going to win a title with my good buddy Giannis. It's going to be a real kick in the teeth. The Miami fans out there. Charlotte, go to New York. Uh, LaMelo is doubtful for this one, obviously, because of that big uh, ankle twist. Uh, Charlotte can clinch a wild card, though, if they win. Cleveland lose, Miami lose, Boston lose, and Brooklyn lose. <laughs> so, good luck. Good luck, I guess. Um, the Hornets are 1-2. The Knicks are 2-1. The Knicks, if they win, they can actually uh, still win Group B if Milwaukee lose and uh, the Knicks win the tiebreaker over Milwaukee and Miami. At three and one, uh, they can also get the wild card though. Of course, if Miami lose, Cleveland lose, Brooklyn lose, Boston lose, but also if they finish at three and one and have the tiebreakers. So New York are going to be trying to win this one. It's eleven and a half. They have to put up a shit ton of points. They're at home. MSG will be rocking. Give me the Knicks minus eleven and a half. OKC plus four and a half in Minnesota. I don't really like this one too much because OKC's already been eliminated. They've got like a cloud hanging over their head. Minnesota are very, very, very good at home. Uh, OKC, one of the good, one of the best teams in the NBA so far, though, at covering the line this season. But Minnesota have been absolutely unreal at home. And they can still win the Group C if Sacramento lose to uh, Golden State and the Wolves end up 3-1 and uh, have the tiebreak against the Warriors and the Kings. So they're going to have to go absolutely at OKC, who, again, have been eliminated. So I actually kind of like the Wolves at home. But this should be great. SGA versus Anthony Edwards. Let's fucking go. Go Bear versus Chet. Carl Anthony Towns. Minnesota, I'd usually sort of steer clear of picking them in the minus four and a half against OKC, who have been so tough this year. But I just sort of feel like this might be the one kick in the guts for OKC. Just saying. Houston, Dallas. This is a weird one. Uh, Dallas has already been eliminated, but Houston can win Group B with a win. They can. They can just absolutely flat out win Group B. Uh, with the Pelicans already at 3-1, and one, Rockets can win that one, and off they go. That would be awesome. So go Houston. I'm going Houston plus 5.5. I think Dallas, look, Houston have given us enough 
evidence so far this season that they can stick with a team like Dallas on offense and their defense is way better than Dallas's. So I'm going to take Houston plus five and a half for that simple fact alone. Their defense can make Dallas work. Their offense can probably hang with them. Let's go Houston plus five and a half. And then the absolute jewel in the crown, Golden State versus Sacramento. Again, remember this from last year's playoffs because it was awesome. Golden State plus three and a half in Sacramento. Basically a winning in for Sacramento. That's why I'm going to go Sacramento. I think they are going to throw everything at this Warriors team to get a little bit of revenge. So minus three and a half. The Kings, I think Fox versus Steph should be awesome. I think Sabonis comes into this one looking to dominate. Uh, Draymond comes back. Let's see if he tries to choke out another center. Hey, man, you can't judge me on past things just because I keep doing them. So that's exactly what we can do, Draymond, you idiot. Anyway, um, but if Minnesota also win against OKC, uh, Sacramento can still win if they win, if they uh, have the tiebreaker over Minnesota, but they just win and it's in. So it's a great setup. Golden State know that they can win in Sacramento. They did it in the playoffs. It's going to be huge, and I cannot wait. And that is the in-season tournament setup for tomorrow. That's going to be an absolute belter. Oh, boy. So that is it for today. We'll be back on deck tomorrow. No skit today because i got to run off uh, to this family dinner. Um, get the show up. But, yeah, I did tape an interview today for the 1,000th episode, which will be next week. be pretty good. Can't wait. It's going to be fun on the bun. Uh, yeah, you're going to enjoy it. Uh, that's it for today, though. In the meantime, make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, Face EIG, we're all over the socials. Get around NFL Australia, myself and Gaz, we're taping that as well later tonight. Crazy weekend in the NFL, coaches fired. Go find that. Subscribe, rate, review on your Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, YouTube, whatever app you use on the Android phone. NFL Australia, NBA Australia, all that good stuff. It does help out. Review us, would you? Chuck in the re- Jimmy's doing a great job. I'm really proud of him. He's had COVID, he's had a broken fucking finger. He's fucked his Achilles. <laughs> his dog's got the diabetes. <laughs> the poor bloke's fucked. <laughs> yeah, his, his entire family's at gastro. Oh, it's been a week, I'll tell you. Uh, get around nbaastro.com slash shop. Get your merch, get your merch. And big thanks always go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. Uh, as to house hats as well, big thanks. They're awesome. And so to Joshua Delarantis, Fascinated, Goldmines, Ramshack, Alami, Iowa, Sex Shedder, Green, 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 and Dozers. They're behind the 2G here throughout the show. Smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Facey, Apple Music, Spotify. Remember, NBA Australia Sports Australian Band, so should you. And that'll be it. No skit today. We're going to get out of here, and we'll catch you tomorrow, you dickheads. Huge day of the in-season tournament tomorrow. Can't wait. It should be awesome. This is NBA Australia saying, look after yourself. Look after yourselves, would you? Use your words, Jim. And later, hosen. Later, hosen.